Hello, and welcome to the Spooky Dookie Podcast, the only horror podcast for you social outcasts, hosted by us. I'm Derek. And I'm Mike. And we are reviewing 2021 Spirit Street Part 1, 1994. Uh, so this, yeah. has, this has three parts. Uh, 1994, 1978, 78, and then like 1666 or something. Yes. Which is, I would rather, I, I mean, I, I get it. It has to, I guess they, it has to for them to go backwards, but I'd rather go forwards. You know what I mean? Uh, no. I like the way that it's like building up and then stuff is unraveling as you go further back. Like stuff makes more sense once it goes further back. So I'm looking forward to see what's going to happen um, as we continue you know, on. You know, series. it sucks because this is supposed to come out last summer and I'm obviously a goosebumps stan. I'm obsessed with R.L. Stein. It was going to be a theatrical release and it was going to be one in June, one in July and one in August. Instead, it's back-to-back-to-back weeks on Netflix, which is still cool. Yeah. Uh, and I appreciate it being free, but I I'm, I always want more people to see the Stein properties. Like, Fear Street's very, uh, not very well-known. I'm not as familiar with it, but I know yeah. it's more of an... It's more of an... Like, it's it's the... Goosebumps is for kids. This is for, like, teens. Yeah, I went into this movie not knowing anything about it. So, when I saw R.L. Stein's name attached to it, I'm like, oh... It's going to be like a kid's horror movie. Uh, boy, was I wrong watching Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's all I knew about it. Uh, I think in the last podcast, I mentioned that I don't watch trailers. So obviously, I did not watch the trailer for this movie. Um, I knew it was coming out, so I was looking forward to it. But that's all okay. I knew about this movie. How do you know what you want to see? Just based off the what property it is, who's directing it, and who's in the movie. Well, in this case, you didn't know anything about Fear Street. I don't know R.L. Stein. That's all I know. Well, I guess that's enough to sell it for you. I guess that's technically what happened with me, too, I guess. Okay. Either way, yeah, we we watched Fear Street. There's three parts. I'm assuming we're going to do all three because uh, it's weird to do one of these and not finish it. Yeah. I mean, so I guess we're going to do this back to back to back weeks and then probably escape room. Uh, Okay. Do you want to get into it? Sure. Um, so uh, I didn't take notes. You took notes, but um, I saw this movie twice. I just rewatched it um, a couple hours ago. Um, not even twelve hours. I, my day is all fucked up. Uh, that was like eight hours ago. <laughs> but um, yeah, let's get into this movie. Uh, so this movie starts off with a character, a, a girl working in a bookstore um do they say her name probably but she's not very important it's basically what happens is this is basically the opening to scream i see everybody joking around about that uh even the drew barrymore account which i don't even know if it's officially ran by her or not but it has a check like even said this looks familiar either way uh maya hawk from stranger things fame she plays shit cannot remember her name right now but uh sure yeah yeah um she is the daughter of ethan hawk and uma thurman interesting or or, fuck was it susan's rant no it's it's uma thurman it's uma thurman very cool uh it's weird because i wrote down this reminds me of stranger things and she's in it and then the next um 
won over uh sadie uh i forgot her name on the on the show but sadie uh shit the fuck is her name why can't i never remember anyone's name either way the the, the orange haired chick from stranger things in the second part so i i whatever i stranger things how did you know her i didn't oh you just said heather as in heather's the character from this yeah okay Either way, these are all those trivial things I'm just uh, going off about that don't matter for shit. All right, so the movie starts off with our uh, actress, uh, Heather, uh, played by Maya Hulk. She is working a uh, bookstore. She's closing a bookstore, and she runs into her boyfriend, uh, whose name is, fuck, give me a sec, Ryan. His name is that Ryan. That guy's her boyfriend? I just thought he was like the annoying boy next door, honk honk, like weird Maybe. guy. Know, I just assumed. He um, looks like how I imagine if there was a live action um, Doug movie, like what would Skeeter would look like? Christ, <laughs> right? <laughs> right? <laughs> no? I guess. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, he has a blow up doll or whatever. They're talking, blah, blah, blah. Stuff happens. He's getting ready to walk. Uh, Heather's walking away. And Ryan hears somebody whisper, Ryan, he's, he, I don't know, he's just yelling, what? And Heather was like, I didn't say anything. He was like, oh, okay. And he just walks away. And um, later on, Heather starts closing and stuff. And um, there's a man in a skeleton uh, costume chasing her, uh, whatnot, throughout the mall. Um, She noticed one of the other employees in the mall is killed. She's still running through the mall. Um, There's a little scare that I liked in this movie where... She's in the Halloween costume store yep. and she um, backs into mm-hmm. one of the skeletons and you think it's, it's just, you think it's the killer, but it's not it's just a decoration. And then she goes through this aisle full of skeletons um, and then eventually one of those skeletons was the actual killer. I but love anyway, that. I thought yeah. that was kind of creative. Uh, yeah. I like the skeleton costume too, because this is based in the nineties and all the late nineties. So like, I don't know if you ever seen like a skeleton costume like that. They used to be very popular, just generic. Oh, yeah, there used to, there used to be one that, um, you could click a button and then it would bleed from the bones. It looked just like that. So I think it's very cool how it's, it's very, they did good with the keeping the theme of the nineties up. Like the, t- the soundtrack is very nineties. And, and, uh, and I was going to say, um, it sets the tone with the humor very uh, fast, and I and you see where it's uh, gonna be yeah. like uh, when uh, the blow up doll thing. He says uh, he named it. He named it something, and then he's like, "Oh, I thought uh, like I don't know what he said. Like big tits was uh, was too something. Like I was like, ooh, R.L. Stein. Yeah, like, I watched this. I was like, is this a kid's movie? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, I knew it was Red Dar. But I was, I was still like, well, what is it going to be R? What's going to make it R? Maybe gore. I didn't expect it to be all like, uh, not adult, but not edgy, but not what you expected from this kind of property for this is meant for teens. Right. And I wrote down in my notes, this is the closest I've seen somebody get teens correct, where yeah. the way they talk, because it's always, think about Slenderman. Oh my god! Like, like all the girls are talking like weird, like <laughs> characters, and like it's it's really corny and bad. Well, this is well, corny I don't too. Know what you're talking about that was a great movie. It's a great movie, but the dialogue is bad. And <laughs> shit, what the fuck was I about to say? Uh, 
I don't know. So whoever is is behind the scenes actually writing the script, uh, I applaud you because I get very annoyed when I watch these like teen slashers and and the kids like are so not relatable. It's like they try so hard to be relatable, they're cliche, but they're so cliche, no one is actually like that. Yeah, and it's so weird to me watching this because I was born in 1994, and it's weird seeing these actors portray characters in 1994, and me knowing that I'm older than these people, it just makes me feel really old and weird. Not, though. Huh. See, I wrote in my notes as well as they always do this thing where they make older people play young. So yeah. when I find someone attractive, I'm like, what's wrong with me? Like, oh my God. And I go to Wikipedia and I'm like, please be of age. I don't want to, like R.L. Stein, what are you trying to set me up? Right. But no, all these people are, um, one, the, the main character who we'll get into is one year older than me. And, uh, the, one of the other girls is 94. The only one that's young is the kid from Nickelodeon, which is the, uh, younger brother. Oh, Josh. So everybody else is like, oh, towards our age. Oh. I, it I, looks I, so young. <laughs> it's it, 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 it's trickery. <laughs> well, all right. So, anyways, our character Heather is running away from the killer. Um, this is when I realized uh, I don't think this movie is really for kids because he that, comes no, up. It's as, not. Yeah, you know, he stabs her in the back, and she falls and. He stabs her in the chest. She reaches up, grabs the mask, pulls the mask off. Turns out it's Ryan. And um, she's dying. And then all of a sudden, he gets shot by our police officer by the name of Nick Good. Um, he gets shot right in the head. And then that's when we cut all over to the, uh, uh, I don't know what it's called, like a title transition thing. I don't know, whatever. Uh, opening sequence, that's what it's called. <laughs> but did you see how that was similar to a Scream thing? Yeah. You told like, okay. the headshot, like, with Scream, they always shoot the people in the head. And yeah. Then moves. yeah, and uh, just the, the chasing and the, the oh, knife yeah. on top. Yeah, or, like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, which is cool because the biggest 90s movie slasher was Scream, so that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and I was wrong. One one person is younger than us, and it's Maya Hawk. She's 20, but I'm just throwing that out there. Okay. Oh, she's dead now, so. Uh, the opening sequence starts and it's explaining about um how there's kills and um shit what's the name of the town Sunnyside Shady Side Shady Side Shady Side the Shady Side and Sunnydale. Do you like these names that R.L. Stein does? He really likes to do these fucking corny names like Nick Good for <laughs> cop and Shady Side like on the nose. Yeah whatever <laughs> but shady side is like the murder capital of the united states and there's a whole bunch of killings happening and um that's what it says the opening sequence and it's like saying uh is it the witch doing it sarah fear is the name of the witch and sounds blah like blah, blah, blah huh sounds like my ex <laughs> get it okay thanks <laughs> If anyway, you know, you know. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's happening. And then we cut over to meet our main character. Her name is Dina, and she lives with her brother, Josh. Um, yeah, um, she's Dina's, like, gathering some stuff for her ex by the name of Sam, whatever. And then the news is playing about uh, the killings or whatnot, and Josh is on AOL, AOL Messenger, 
uh, messaging somebody about the killings and because he's really into murderers. And Dina's all like, yo, dog, AOL costs so much money. And he's like, I'm stealing it. It's fine. Um, so, yeah, that happened. They go to school. Um, Dina's thinking about quitting the band. She tells that to her friends, Kate and uh, fuck. Simon. Simon, Kate and Simon. And um what happens? Um school, blah blah blah. They find out that everybody part of the band cheerleading and um cheerleading and the football team I'll have to go to Sunnyvale about the killings that happened. Um and after, she's not after she quit band. Right. Um and she's not happy about this because, you know, Sam goes to Sunnyvale, but she goes, um she she goes. She sees the visual, or whatever people the, the, they having a speech about the killings or whatnot. She sees this girl groping uh, this guy. Um, oh, that's not how I saw it. I I love this. Sam yeah. is a, <laughs> he's a male name too. So I thought I'm looking at the guy grabbing the girl. Right. Exactly. I, oh my god, I love that. I hate it because my brain is broken. And I automatically thought Sam was the girl. <laughs> oh, well, right. For you. And I didn't think about it as the other way around until I watched it the second time. I watched it with Brian, and she was like, um, "Why she's mad at him? Like he's not even that cute." I was like, "Why did you think Sam's the guy?" And I did not realize. Oh, they want you to think it's the guy. <laughs> yes, yes. And I like that. I didn't see that coming. I, I mean, you did. Good for you. Yeah, I guess my brain is automatically assumed. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe you see it is a female name more than a male name. Maybe. Uh, or, yeah, it's. I think. Uh, yeah, I think it's more female. So used to the LGBTQ thing going on so much that I just I don't know. Is this so normal to me now? I don't know. <laughs> you mean because they how they put it in media? Yeah, yeah. It's just, like it's so, virtual virtue signaling. I guess I don't know. I thought this is very. Uh, I said it had good queer representation. Words representation. Yes. Uh, I don't think it used it as a as a um, a ploy to be relatable. Or whatever. It seemed very genuine. But yeah, so they have this uh, meeting. She uh, Dina drops off or gives Sam all her stuff, um, and they just having this argument, and she's all like. Dina's like, you, I don't know. Dina's just upset. Sam was like, you're the one who broke up with me. And Dina was like, well, no you trick. moved here with your stepmom because you don't want people to know about us and blah, blah, blah. And uh, yeah, so they're arguing about that and whatnot. And that's their arguing about that. Um, I guess two of the jocks, um, they're arguing about something. I don't remember. And big fight broke out. Um, just everybody's fighting between the two schools. Uh, Kate accidentally gets hit in the face. It was pretty funny. Um, so that happens. And then it cuts to them back on the school bus, going back home. And um, Sam's boyfriend, Peter, is driving Sam and two other people who we don't really get to know because who cares, mm-hmm. um, in their car, chasing the bus, uh, throwing shit at the bus. So Kate and Dina's like, yo, dog, we got to get back at them and shit. So um, they grab this cooler, you know, like in the Super Bowl where they dump Gatorade on people. Hey, you forgot a guy friend puts his ass on the window. Oh, yeah, yeah. Simon moves the uh, the car. (laughs) This ain't for kids. 
<laughs> but uh, they grab um, the cooler and um, Kate tells Dina to open up the emergency door to the back of the bus. She opens it, and as they're hearing they throw it, um, Kate notices Dina's nose is bleeding, and Dina's like, oh, what? And she drops the cooler, and the cooler hits the car, car's windshield, the car drives off the road, and uh, Dina's yelling, stop the bus, and I'm just wondering why didn't the bus driver stop during all that shit that was happening. Thank you. I was going to interrupt and say that took me out of it because how do you not know the back of your your, your bus is open, you know? And, and an alarm is going off. And they they're are, throwing shit. Like, right. uh, and they never showed the bus driver once, so. Exactly. But they don't show any of the adults except for, like, the cop. The, the top and the hospital people. But Yeah. <laughs> um. So, yeah. Um. They crashed off the side of the road. Um, uh, shows Sam bleeding getting out the car or whatnot. Um, then the police comes, the police questions everybody. Nobody's like answering like what really happened because they're all like, fuck you, pig. Um, I guess they were Antifa before Antifa was cool. Um, uh, fuck. So yeah, that happened. I guess it cussing them, uh, Dan going back home. Um, Josh, her bro- bro- her brother, was all like, "What's what's her your problem? Dad's gonna be fucking pissed that you, blah blah blah. Who cares? Whatever." Well, I think it might equal something later on. They keep referencing her dad being an alcoholic. Yeah. In the beginning Maybe. of the movie, she was cleaning up the house uh, for her dad. Yeah. I guess because he left a bunch of beer cans behind or whatever. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, I forgot to mention while Sam and uh, Dina were arguing, Sam was like, "You're just gonna be like your father." Uh, alcoholic who stays in the house on the day or something like that. But anyways. Movie's yeah, so, fucking real, dude. Right. So Dina, she um, she's upstairs or whatever, and uh, I think the doorbell keeps ringing. She keeps calling Josh. Josh can't hear him because he's like playing music real loud and playing some video game. Look like Castlevania. Um, she goes downstairs. She looks outside and she sees a guy in a skeleton outfit, uh, just like the killer in the beginning of the movie. She assumes it's Peter, who is Sam's current boyfriend, because Peter. After they talked to the police, Peter threatened Dina and said he's going to kill her. Um, uh, she goes outside and tells Peter, or who she thinks Peter, she says, get out of here. Um, he disappears. Um, then it cuts over to Kate and Simon. They are babies, well, Kate's babysitting these kids, and Simon's just <laughs> there. And um, as she's babysitting, I mean, she, as she's, She's talking to these kids. She's pulling out all these pills, and she's telling them how much, how many pills to put into the uh, each bag. And she was like, "Make sure you don't take any of these because if you take them, you're gonna choke and you're gonna." No, she was like, "You're gonna get real sick. And you're gonna choke on your vomit, and everybody's gonna be really sad." Um, this movie is like it's like how you ever see the movie? Uh, the movie, the show Skins. It's another version no. of like Degrassi. It's it's very. I heard about it. Yeah, it it gives me that kind of vibe. Yeah, but yeah, so she's having kids do her little drug thing, <laughs> and then it comes over to Simon. He's uh, watching something on TV about sharks and blood in the water, uh, which you know comes back later. Um, it's a lot of subtle things that comes mm-hmm. back later that I notice um, my second time watching this movie, um, like a lot. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, he's watching something about sharks. Um, 
and uh, Kate notices that he's still wearing a shirt that he wore the night before at the whole uh, fight incident thing because he has blood on the shirt. Yeah, because uh, he, he has blood on it. Cough blood up on his shirt. He had a white t-shirt. And the reason he didn't change shirts because he had to work a double, and now he's there. So, anyways, that's happening. He um he took off his shirt and put on one of uh which we'll call his hoodies, uh, Kate's hoodies. He was wearing a pink hoodie. Um, they go into the kitchen or whatever, and they come back out and they see the skeleton man inside of the living room sniffing his shirt and, um, they freak out or whatever. And, uh, they run away and they run back in and then they notice the, the dude is gone. Uh, for some reason, uh, what's the name? Simon puts back on the shirt. Um, also... Before all that, Dina called and told him about Peter possibly threatening her. So that's how they knew everything was going on. But since that happened, they go to freaking Dina and uh, Josh's house. I guess they just fucking leave the kids. They're babysitting there. But whatever. No. They go, they go over there. They explain what happened. They get ready and leave. Um, they didn't leave the kids alone. They didn't? They gave it to their neighbor. Oh, they did they mentioned that? I didn't even they showed it. Yeah. Oh, damn. But anyways, um, uh, they decided to go to the hospital because they want to talk to Sam because, you know, they think it's Peter and Dina's all like, fuck Peter. And Kate was like, not only fuck Peter, fuck Sam too. And then so they was all like, yeah. So they go to the hospital and Josh just sits there and then Kate was like, come on, you want to, uh, are you going to come? And Josh was like, Oh, yeah. He gets up and runs away or runs with them. Um, also, for some reason, Josh keeps reciting the Konami code for some reason. I don't I don't know why. Uh, I don't even know what that is. The, um, it's the code in Contra. Um, what is it? Up, down, up, down. No, up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, B, A, start. It's how you get infinite lives in Contra. Uh Maybe he was doing it because he's nervous, so he's just trying to, like, with OCD, you try to take your mind off something by, you know, repeating something like that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But did you notice he was saying that? No. Oh. Well, I probably noticed because I had the subtitles on. <laughs> um, but, yeah, he said it twice. Um, I believe that was one of the times. Um, and then, so, anyways, they go to the hospital, and... Um, they speak to the receptionist at the desk. They was all like, uh, I don't know, they asked her something. She was like, we're not taking visitors. And they was like, well, let, uh, damn, what's that nigga name? Damn it. What's his name? Oh, I forgot about this guy. The uh, Jander. I don't remember his name. We could just call him the Jander. Like, we Betty. Really Betty, 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 Betty. His name was Betty. It was spelled B-E-D-D-Y. It was weird. <laughs> but she was like, uh, can you let Betty know that, uh, he has some patients here or whatever. I don't think he was a janitor. I thought he was a nurse. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. But yeah, Betty comes out and uh, Kate was like, yeah, dog. We need First, they play some weird like hip hop music when he comes out. And I'm like, all right. It's like, whatever. <laughs> but it uh, um, was like, we need a favor. And Betty was like, uh, yeah, I don't know if I can do that because uh, people are starting to notice we're running low on um, bananas and blueberries. And um, uh, Dina was like, well, I just need to see a patient. I need to visit a patient. 
And so it cuts to Dina walking with Betty going to go see the patient, which is Sam. And then Josh was like, what's banana and blueberries? And Kate was like, uh, Percocet and Vicodins. But anyways. Um, Again, not for kids. Yeah. So yeah, basically Betty is their plug to get drugs. But anyways, um, cuts to Dina going into the room. The Also, I forgot, Kate was like, you want to get some snacks? And Josh was like, yeah, dog, let's go get some snacks. And then um, I think she asked if he had any quarters or whatever. And he like typed in some freaking code into the vending machine. And like all the snacks comes out the vending machine. That was very Nickelodeon. And he's yeah. a Nickelodeon kid, so. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so <laughs> it comes to Dita and uh, Sam. She's like, yo, Pierce fucking with me and I'm sick of his shit. And she was like, what are you talking about? Pierce has been here the whole time. And then Peter comes in and they're arguing or whatever. And then you hear like this stabbing knife noise and they look, they turn over and they see that the skeleton is behind Peter and he stabbed Peter. Don't know why, but he did. Um, then they run from the killer. They're running. Um, and uh, I guess they run into everybody else. And they take off running, but then Sam and Dina are still end up by themselves and are running through the freaking reception area. And they see that the receptionist is dead for some reason. I, I guess. I don't know. And then. Gotta add uh, bodies, man. Yeah, but doesn't make sense once you get to the plot of the movie later on. Yeah. But uh, then, um, what's his name? I forgot his name that quick. The nurse freak Betty, <laughs> huh? Betty? Betty, Betty, yeah. Betty comes out and um, just because he don't know what's going on, and then the killer kills Betty for some reason. Okay, so he's dead. Um, and the killer's on top of Sam, and Dina jumps on the killer's back, and then um, the other three friends, Kate, Simon, and Josh, they pull up in the ambulance and like, come on, let's go. And they break free from the killer. Um, Dina knocks him down, knocks the mask off his head. And you see it's Ryan with a bullet in his head, forehead. And she remembers who he is because of the uh, news report that she saw in the beginning of the movie. <sighs> um, so they take off running in the ambulance to drive off, um, to go to the police station. Um, Dina and Kate go into the police station. Um, of course, the police don't believe them. They don't take it seriously. Um, what's his people call it? Uh, fuck. Simon is outside with Josh and Sam, and Simon's like, yo, dog, I gotta go take a pee-pee. So he goes out by himself to go pee-pee. And, um... Oh, wait, no, I'm not, um... Dina and Sam went in. Kate stayed with them. Yeah, I was going to interrupt yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyways, yeah, so he goes PPP and um, comes back to Dina um, talking to the officer in the beginning. Um, fucking, what was the name? Nick. Nick, 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 Nick Good. Yeah, she's talking to Nick and he's not believing. He doesn't care. Then the other asshole cop comes in who's an actual asshole. Nick's not an asshole. Nick is good. Um, <laughs> uh, the cop comes in and he's just like, 
Yeah, we got a call from the uh, ambulance, uh, not the, the hospital, and they seemed pretty uh, shook up. And uh, Nick was like, all right, take care of them. I'm going to just go to the hospital. So Nick leaves, stuck with the other, uh, Sam and Dina with the other cop. Um, Dina eyeballs the cop's gun. Um, so while Sam, the cop was talking to Sam or whatever, and Dina just rushed up on the cop and was like, you're supposed to protect and serve. She's like jumping and hitting on him and stuff. And while she's doing that, she pickpockets him and takes the gun. Um, so she goes back outside. And of course, Simon is not there because he's peeing. And she runs, oh, she goes to Kate and um, Josh. She pulls out the gun and Josh is yelling, what is that? Like he's never seen a fucking gun before. Um, and Kate seems pretty impressed that she stole the gun. So then it cuts to Simon taking a PP. As he's peeing, he sees Nick drive off and it freaks him out because he could become a registered sex offender for peeing out in public. And so he walks away and he sees a girl um, singing on the street with her head down. She looks pretty sad. Um, And when Simon went up to her to check her out, she uh, pulls out a, uh, a razor blade that Barbers used back in the Sweeney Todd's blade, you know what I'm saying? Anyways, he pulls it out. I thought I thought she cut his Achilles heel because it no. happened so fast. Yeah, but it freaked me out. Um, but he's where'd she cut him? Was it his leg? It's it's look. <laughs> it went too fast. It's the opposite side of the leg than the Achilles. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So it's shin. So yeah. um she slices him. He, um, and then he falls, she gets on top of him and that's when, um, Dina puts a couple of bullets in her and she falls down and Simon just takes off running. Uh, now is she a succubus or is she a siren? She was singing. So that siren-esque, she was trying to seduce him in a sense. I don't think she was trying to seduce him. I think he just found her attractive. Okay. That, that that also makes sense. He was yeah, just horny. Because he kept saying she was sexy or crazy. <laughs> but uh, uh, they get away or whatever, and they go in the ambulance, and he's explaining, uh, Simon's explaining like what happens that she had a blade. And Josh was like, wait, did she sing a song that was old? And he was like, yeah. He was like, that's uh, Ruby. I think that's her name. Yeah. He was like, he was like, that's Ruby. She she killed, I forgot how many people, while singing a song and then slit her wrist. And um, that's when uh, Josh realized that this could be the workings of the witch. And so they go back to the crash site for some reason. Um, oh, oh, they go back to the crash site because, um, what's her name? Sam said that she saw the witch when they crashed. And um, so they go back to the uh, site. Uh, Josh explains like everything that happened with her about her. Like um, she got hung or hanged. I don't know the difference. Oh, and, I think. <laughs> and um, she cut off her hand to put a curse on the town. Um, he didn't say it in that words, but I'm just dumbing it down. And um, yeah, so. They're going back to the crash site and they look around and then they notice where they crashed at is her. They found some chains and it's it's where her remains were, her bones and stuff. And that's where Sam fell 
or that's when Sam fell out the car and she bled after the accident. She bled onto the gravesite, and that's how uh, Sarah feared the uh, witch got a hold of her. Um, uh, then um, Josh realized that he that he that's when he realized that she's sending out his her minions that she she turned into killers generations ago or whatever. And then that's when the uh, killer of 1978 comes, the guy with the sack on his head with a big-ass axe. Um, I wonder why he was that. That's straight-up Jason. Yeah, it is. Um, and part two is at a camp. Oh, shit, I didn't even put that through the gun. <laughs> but, yeah. Oh, wow. So it's like, um, so this 90s one is like Scream. Mm-hmm. And then the next one is going to be like Friday. That's crazy. Yep, yep. I wonder what they're going to do with that 1666 shit. Exorcist. Ooh, there you go. So <laughs> whoever's behind this is pretty smart. Yeah. Well, I guess not Exorcist. Something like that. I get what you're saying. Yeah. I mean, I guess the Salem Witch Trials, but... Or that movie... That's not a movie. The Witch, but it's spelled like The, the Witch. <laughs> um, but yeah, anyways... That happens. Um, Killer comes. He runs past everybody and goes straight for Sam. And um, Dina pulls her out of the way and he swings his axe and hits the car window. Whatever. They get into the ambulance and they drive off. Um, then they realize, they're wondering, like, why did he ignore us and went straight to her? And um, that's when they realize that, oh, shit, uh, maybe they want her. And then there was there was also like, but why did that Ruby girl go after uh, Simon? And then that's when Kate pulled over the ambulance and she was like, it went after Simon because of his shirt. Did she really have to pull over for that? Exactly. That's why I mentioned that she pulled over. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I, I hate little things like that. They're not good with vehicles in this movie. It's They're, they're taking us out of it, but whatever. So yeah, she explains that or whatever. And that's what, for some reason they... They decide to go to the school. Um, don't know why, really. Um, oh, I know why. To get killed, lost, and found. To get the clothes that are covered in blood. And why? No, because that comes up later. But yeah, I don't understand why they went to the school. Then, if they didn't have something to do to tracking her down, like to to lead them out, like which they did. I don't know because I know they go they, once they go to the school. I know they clean off their, themselves to get her sent off of them but like why did they go to the school for that <laughs> you're right it's uh you're right yeah i could use but, it with later on when they actually intentionally put the blood on themselves or put yeah. the blood around yeah they do that in the school like yeah right right but so yeah um they go to the school <laughs> this scene is so fucking stupid <laughs> they go to the they go, they go to the school to wipe off uh clean themselves or whatever and so um Sam was kind of offended that they had to like get their sand and that she can't really do nothing about it because about herself because like she's fucked. And so she goes off by herself and Dina follows her. And then um, Simon and Josh were getting ready to go to the guy's bathroom and Kate goes into the girl's bathroom. But Kate stops Josh and was like, yo, dog, I don't, I don't want to be by myself. And Josh was like, oh, fuck, dude. OK, I'll go with you. And when she went in, he started singing, uh, not singing, but saying the Konami code again before he went into the bathroom. Um, then he goes in there. Um, 
Uh, Sam and Dina, Dina are talking, and then they end up like making out and stuff. And then uh, <laughs> remember, they're supposed to be teenagers, but they're really, really pushing the sex narrative. Well, it's because they're about to die. Yeah. And then, so, like, they're, they're all like in their bras, and I'm like, what am I supposed to feel? <laughs> and then uh, Josh and uh, what's her name, Kate, start making out in the stall. And then Simon starts fucking masturbating in the voice. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if that's actually in the book. <laughs> Jesus Christ, it's so funny. And then Simon, he comes out the bathroom. And then um, Josh and, what you call it, uh, Kate come out at the same time. And Kate was like, don't even think about it. We barely got past first base. And then um, Sam and Dina comes out. And then Simon was like, Okay, hold on. Did everybody go to Pound Town? And they didn't say nothing. He was like, I did too. And that's so fucking stupid. But um, that's when, okay, they end up coming up with a plan to like make a trail of her blood in the fucking school for uh, whatever. And um, they covered a, like a dummy that some kid was pulling around in the beginning of the movie. But they covered this dummy with her blood and put it in a bathroom stall. So they're trying to lure all the killers into that into the bathroom. Um, long story short, it fucking works. They all go in the bathroom. And uh, before they did that, they like put like some flammable fluid on the bathroom floor. And so when all the killers go into the bathroom, they close the door, lock them in there, and set it on fire. Uh, once the... They were set on fire. They put the fire out to see if they were dead. Um, there was nothing there. And then, like, all of a sudden, they start to uh, reanimate and become their killers again. And so they take off running, and they lock themselves in looks like a chemistry lab. And um, they don't know what to do. And I think it was Kate who suggested that they just should just let Sam die. Yes, yes. Because uh, that's the only way they'll stop if she dies. And Josh is like, I don't know what to fucking do. And Dina's like, no. And Sam was like, no, she's right. You know, I should probably just fucking die. And so she, um, she goes into the hallway. Uh, Simon had to hold Dina back. Kate locks the door. Josh is on the ground looking at his notes. Um, the axe guy starts running towards Kate. Um, Josh hurry up and grabs her and was like, um, it's not the only way. And it was like, what's going on, dog? And he was all like, hey, fam, uh, this uh, other girl, I forgot her name. She, uh, from 1978, she survived. Um, and so they got her name. They looked in the phone book. They called her. Um, this whole time, the guy with the axe is still, like, trying to break in. But they're holding the door. Um, uh, fuck. Uh, they start calling uh, the girl on the phone she didn't answer the voicemail picked up um or the answering machine and they're leaving a message hoping that she will pick up while they hear her talking on the answering machine but she didn't pick up and um this part i didn't understand so the the axe dude smashes his hand through the fucking door and grabs simon by the head and um josh runs out with a i think those are compasses they the thing you use to draw circles and stabs yep. the dude in the hand and the, the guy let goes of simon like he was in pain so these fucking killers can feel pain 
but like what? They they've been shot, set on fire, but like he just stabs in the hand and he just ouch, I guess. What the fuck? Okay, whatever. Who says those don't hurt too? Like what are you <laughs> trying to say? I don't know. I feel like once you've been set on fire and blown up, then you would uh that wouldn't be anything, but whatever. So, um, we should call it, uh, Josh realized that she's dead already or that, no, he's just like, she's dead or she died. He said she died. And it was like, what? And it was like, apparently, uh, she died and they had to do CBR and she came back. And it was like, oh, so all we got to do is have her die and have her come back. And so they, um, they fucking jump out the window finally. So when the ex dude comes into the fucking classroom, they're already gone, running away. And it cuts to them going to the grocery store. Wow. They go to the grocery store. That's where Simon works. Oh, yeah. Oh, I forgot to mention. Um, fuck. I forgot when, but they mentioned that um, Simon's brother um, OD. Overdose. Yeah. But he was like, he didn't really OD. It didn't count because he uh, survived. But anyways, um, it goes to the uh, fucking store and um what should we call it kate pulls out her pills and explains what how many pills she has to take like each time and what side effects she'll feel uh for each time she takes them and whatever so she can die and then they have grabbed a whole bunch of adrenaline epipens from the uh ambulance to bring her back um so they knew the killers were coming so to distract the killers they took her blood and they made red X's on their chest to lure the uh, killers to them so they can just run around while um, Dina kills Sam and bring her back. So, whatever. Uh, killers start coming. Uh, big crazy thing going on, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, <laughs> you know, Dina's shoving all these pills down Sam's throat. Uh, Again, not for kids. <laughs> Uh, Sam's fucking high as shit. Uh, she eventually throws up. She doesn't really throw up the pills. Um, uh, let's see here. What's going on? Uh, Kate is being... Well, first, um, uh, somebody's running towards Dina. Sam's like, turn around. Uh, but she kept having a hard time saying it because she's high as hell. But she finally gets to say it out. And Dina turns around to the fucking skeleton killer or whatever. But Kate stops him. And so then the killers start chasing Kate around. Um, skeleton killers start chasing Kate. Um, the ex guys chasing Josh and the Rudy girl chick is after um, Simon. Simon. And so, yeah, that's happening. Whatever. Simon's in a freaking closet and Rudy comes out with a knife and he turns out stabs her in the throat. Uh, which we call it Josh is just fucking running around. Um, Kate's fighting for her goddamn life. Um, they're just really going at it. She has some good defenses. Like she used a, uh, they're fighting in a bakery department. Uh, she used a, uh, muffin can, uh, muffin, what is it called? Muffin pan to block the knife from her skin stabbed in the chest. She's badass. Uh, yeah. And then, uh, he grabs her and slams her face into some cake. Mm-hmm. And, uh, then he pulls her up and stabs her in the stomach. No. Twists twist the knife. It's so funny because when I saw this part, like when it's when they get to the hospital, I'm like, oh, so I guess none of them are gonna die. I guess. See, <laughs> yes, I. That's what I was thinking. I said there wasn't enough bodies, and then 
Oh man, Kate was my favorite when she died in her head. Like, oh my god, dude! When they, yes. I literally out loud said "aw" and almost teared. Yeah, I'm not, it was kidding, not being dramatic. Yeah. I liked her a lot. Right, yeah, because the killer stabs her, twists the knife, she pushes him off, and he grabs her, uh, slams her head against the or um, on top of this uh, conveyor belt thing. It's uh, it's a thing they use in a bakery department to, to slice bread. Um, it's an electric bread slicer, and he just slides her head through it. And before it happened, I'm thinking. Oh no, um, Sam's just gonna die right before he yeah. kills her, so he's he's just gonna disappear. But nope, her head went straight through the fuck. It was so gruesome. Like you did, you built this likable character just for her to die. I, that's why was I was a, like upset. I thought I was gonna be alone so, on this, and you're gonna make fun of me. Like I literally felt so. so I I felt so bad for that character. She was so the best one. This is how you make a fucking slasher, dude. You yeah. you don't you don't make a bunch of unlikable characters that you don't care about and you just watch them die. It's gore. Look what they did. They saved the best kill her right there. Yeah, and it's just so it's so heartbreaking, but it's so good. Like <laughs> it made you care so much about this character. They just killed there. It's just like you had that false security. Like we really thought, oh, these guys are they're yeah. gonna make it. There's other parts, and then damn. Okay. Hey. <laughs> And then so Josh and Simon are running um, through separate aisles and they run towards the end of the aisle and they run into each other. And um, they both see um, Kate's head slice through the thing or whatever. And Simon's just looking, Josh looking too. And Josh looks back at Simon and then that's when the uh, axe guy comes and just kills fucking Simon. Just hit him in the head with the axe. And I was like, fuck, dude. I was like, is nobody safe? Because the first time I watched that, I watched this with my girlfriend. I told her, when we first watched the movie, I was like, I feel like everybody's going to die. And I, I was like, I feel like Josh is going to be the second and last to die. And I was like, oh, well, that's all this start happening. I was like, oh, fuck. Are they going to kill Josh? Because I can't watch this. <laughs> they killed Josh. Yeah. <laughs> but Josh, he takes off running and he falls. And oh, I forgot to mention. Um, Sam's head is in the. Yeah, because uh, Sam wasn't fucking dying from the pill, so... So three she, things uh, are going on at once, right? Yeah. The, yeah. Uh, the fights of the, the the Kate and whoever put her head to the thing, I can't remember. Is this Sackman? No, no, not Sackman. It was this ghost or skeleton guy. I keep wanting to call him Ghostface. Skull, skull guy was with her. Josh was getting chased by the X-Man. And then they're doing... Like, that's why you thought that Kate was going to die before... I'm, I'm sorry, Sam was going to die before Kate died. You thought Kate was going to stay alive because they had to kill Sam still, but she, the, the pills spilled all over, and she, she... Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. And she threw up, but I guess you said there was no pills. Yeah. Uh, so while everything's going on, it's like, this is the climax. You're right. So everything is going on, and, uh, well, she does kill Sam. Yeah, by drowning her in the uh, lobster tank. So now everybody's dead, but... Josh and um, character. Right. Josh and uh, Dina. But um, so when um, Dina, when Sam dies, um, one of the kills was on top of, uh, I think it was a skull dude. He was on top of Josh and uh, the skull dude disappears. So Josh was safe. Um, And then that's when they start trying to bring Sam back. And okay, so I know when you OD, okay, you do the adrenaline pins. Mm -hmm. They fucking drown her. Why? Already sticking her with adrenaline pants instead of doing CPR. Good point. They stuck her with like 
four to five adrenaline pants. Then they finally decide to do CPR, and then the CPR saves her. But um, yeah, Sam comes back. Um, then it cuts to uh, them in the police station. Nick is uh, interviewing them. Uh, <clears throat> he's interviewing them. Uh, he's asking what's happening. They're pretty much just saying that um, Kate and Simon are the one who killed everybody. And that they hid in a grocery store until everything was over. And once everything was over, Sam and Kate, I mean, Simon and Kate were dead. Um, but uh, Nick, Nick knows what's going on. I don't know why he won't tell them that he knows what's going on, but he knows what's going on. Because I forgot to mention, he goes to somebody's house, writes a note saying it's happening again and puts it into the, um, into the uh, mail slot of the door. I like yeah. how all the kids always lie in this movie. Remember when they crashed? Yeah. And he was interviewing them, and it flashed to each character, and they said the exact same thing. Like, yeah. I for, what was the exact same thing they said? Um, Basically framing it like... The it was, what? Oh, uh, I thought you were talking about the end when they kept saying they... No, no, that one. No, no, no. No, no, I'm talking about the first one. I forgot what they kept saying. Basically, they were saying, like, no, it was an accident all at the same time. Yeah. I, I like that. And then it comes back right here. Yeah, they kept... Uh, he kept asking, like, where these scars come from and blah, blah, blah. And they just kept saying, uh, fell on glass. Fell on glass. But um, he knows what's going on. Even he mentioned to, um, I thought it was weird the first time I watched it because he asked, he, he said um, to Sam, he was like, what's wrong, Sam? It looks like, you look like a ghost. You look so pale. It looked like you died and came back to life. And I was like, that's kind of an on-the-nose line. But watching the second time, I realized he brought that note saying it's happening again. I was like, maybe he knows the um, girl who did die and came back, and that's why she's not a... Uh, I believe that he probably was at that camp. Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense, especially with the age, 1978. He was probably yeah. a kid back then. So, yeah, so that happens. Um, cuts to um, Sam's mother coming to the police station. Sam's all like, you're coming. I mean, Sam's mother's like, you're coming home. Blah, blah, blah. blah, blah, blah. And Dino was like, all right, Sam, I guess I'll see you tomorrow. And Sam's like, no, I'll see you tonight. So because of Dina and Sam calling in bed, uh, Josh is, you know, on AOL again. Um, they hear the doorbell ring. Uh, Dina's yelling at Josh like, yo, get the doorbell. It's ringing. And then um, Josh comes out of nowhere and is like, what? And he's eating pizza. And she was like, oh, you ordered dinner? He was like, yeah, it's no big deal. It's just pizza. Dude, it's a fake out ending. I thought they were going to go, ha, 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 ha. It's all together. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. I thought that a movie was going to end like, oh, they're going to tease that something's happening and then it's a joke and there's a joke. And it's like, done. <laughs> oh, yeah, but that no. would have been. Yeah, I kind of did thought that too. Yeah. Well, think about it. They were laying on the bed yeah. together. Everything was good. You're listening to music. That was something about whores. Like, it was supposed to be something yeah. symbolic. Yeah. And then uh, the pizza line, I was like, wow, they're really going to end it like that. But yeah. I really believe that was the ending. But no, it's not. Yeah, so she kisses him. He's like, oh, stop being weird. He walks away. He goes back upstairs. Phone rings. Uh, Dean answers the phone. And it's the uh, girl who they called before who survived in 1978. And she was like, it's not over. It's never over. She makes the rules. It's over when she says it's over. And Dina was like, well, I don't know what you're talking about. It's fucking over. And um, Sam's upstairs, and she hears the witch again. Um, Dina's still talking on the phone. Then she turns around, and she sees Sam. And she goes, Sam, 
And she looks down and she has a knife in her fucking gut because Sam stabbed her. And then it cuts back over to uh, freaking uh, Josh. Such a good shot. Another fake out ending. Another yeah. fake out ending. It's such a fucking good shot because he's you see him typing on AOL and you see his reflection. You're over his shoulder. So you, as the camera, like you feel like you're the person over his shoulder and then you can see the ref- his reflection. So you're expecting somebody to grab him by the shoulder. So you don't know what's going on. And then it cuts back over to um, Dina's uh, Sam fighting into the fighting in the kitchen. Because at that point, you're thinking, oh, shit, Sam's going to appear behind fucking yeah. Josh. And that's how they're going to end all of them dying. Like, yeah. catch it. Yeah. But, um, yeah, they're fighting in the kitchen, uh, Dina and uh, Sam. Uh, Josh can't hear anything because Josh can never hear anything. Um, uh, they're fighting and then it comes back to Josh typing on AOL and then somebody grabs his shoulder and you're like, ah, oh, fuck dog. It's probably fucking Sam. But you see a, a knife stab wound in their stomach and you look up and it's fucking, um, Dina. And so Josh and Dina goes downstairs and for, I don't know how, <laughs> but Sam has her wrapped around in a, uh, telephone cord. Dina, you mean? Dina has Sam wrapped yeah. around the uh, telephone cord and I don't know how she did it. I don't know how the telephone cord is that strong and that long to wrap somebody around like that. But she did and um, she's like uh, Sam's not herself right now and Sam's just on the ground growling and stuff and I believe that's just how the movie ends. <laughs> yeah, she says, don't worry Sam, I'm going to save you. Yeah, and it cuts over to the trailer for 1978. And um, that's uh, that's that's the movie. That's Fear Street. Well, you want to say Fear Fest? But yeah, all right. So I didn't have that much wrong with this movie. I don't think really I have any constructive complaints that are deep enough. I said, you know, the fake out endings are kind of eh, and um, the jump scares didn't get me. But that's not even that big of a deal. Like at all. So if I'm going to rake it, rake, what did I just say? Rake it? Let's hope so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to rate it a spooky. Uh, as everyone knows, I'm a huge R.L. Stein fan. So I thought I was going to actually be biased going into this. And I was scared that I was going to get this an unfair rating and boost it the way I have been doing uh, lately because i realized because 2021 and 2020 have been so not that many films to watch i've been like liking movies a lot more because i'm looking for bare minimum so when i said last week i liked false positive it's an 8 out of 10 once you watch a movie like this no this is the 8 out of 10 that's a fucking five and i it's, it just sucks that this year we've had not like i only like three movies from this year willie's wonderland spiral and this and not that a lot of movies that came out, but uh, I've seen close to 15 so far. And not the, I think this one might be, I love, I love Willy's Wonderland, but I think this one might be the best one I saw this year. I, uh, I love the horror references. I can't remember every single one. I think they mentioned Jaws and they mentioned when they tried to bring her back to life, Simon said, this isn't something. I don't remember what exactly what it was. So they made like two or three horror references. I love, that when people uh, write that into their movies, the beautiful it's, it has beautiful colors and the vibe is is, is very cool. Uh, the motif of the sets are good. Uh, 
it's tropey, but it's intentionally tropey, so it doesn't come off that corny. I feel like this is like a poking fun. It's it's like we want to make a horror movie, but we're definitely going to make you realize you're watching a horror movie. Like, and we know that you know what I mean. They're they're self aware. Yeah. Uh, I think. I mean, the humor's good. It's not like I don't think I actually laughed. I was like smirking though. It's not very witty, but like I said before, this is how young people talk and interact with each other and it, it felt like natural and genuine and the actors and actresses were very good in this movie which you would hope so because this was supposed to be theatrical lease so it has some sort of a budget behind it and i love the kid from nickelodeon which i can't remember that kid's name but i like that he grew up and they they put him in like a adult scene where he got some i can't remember what that kid's from uh and also th- this reminds me of scary stories to tell in the dark but way better and, and i believe if you go back to our review i say I like scary stories, but I wanted like more uh, well, adult, I guess, like more. It, it definitely was. You could have made that a kid's movie almost like you could have done that down and made that a Goosebumps episode like or the Haunting Hour or something like that. Was it, it, it was fine. And it was it was it was past what Goosebumps the movie was, which Goosebumps the movie is just straight up a kid's movie. This yeah. is and then scary stories would be like a preteen movie. So I feel like this movie is like late teens which I enjoyed. And New York Post called it a gruesome Goosebumps, which I think is a very good way to describe it. I've always wanted an adult Goosebumps, and they're remaking Goosebumps, but I doubt they're going to touch anything like this. But I guess they're using this property to get all that out. Yeah. So that's how I feel about it. So, all right, Derek, spooky or dookie? <clears throat> okay, I'm going to get this movie as spooky. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what do I like about this movie? I liked a lot about this movie. Um, I like the fact that it's for adults. I like how it's more so for, I don't know, it gave me that um, nostalgic feeling with the host. He scored his music, uh, the score of the movie reminded me of like, I don't know, it felt real whimsical, like uh, like a Goosebumps episode. Like it, it felt like stuff, I don't know, it felt like I was watching a Goosebumps episode back when I was a kid. Yes. If that makes sense. I, I can't. But does it also remind you of Stranger Things and... Uh, I didn't watch Stranger Things. And It, though. It. They had the same formula. You know that vibe? You know that everyone's trying to cash in on that? Uh, you mean like a Goonies type of thing? Yeah, like modern-day yeah. Goonies. Yeah. But they, but uh, it, Stranger Things and It have like that same vibe, and every single movie tries to recreate it. They did it, which I'm kind of sick of seeing this, but... They did it well, as that yeah. I didn't even think about it anymore after like the first opening scene or whatever. Because everyone keeps commenting that looks like Star Court. It looks like Star Court. That's a place where uh, Heather worked in Stranger Things. So in both of them, she's in a mall like that, very throwbacky looking. And I, I love the soundtrack too. Did you? Uh, did you <laughs> someone made a joke saying that this movie has played more uh, music than MTV's in the last ten years. Maybe true. Maybe true. And it was pretty cool. They were pretty good songs. But keep going with what you said. Um, yeah, so like I said, it made me feel like I'm watching I don't know, I felt like a kid. It made me feel like how Goosebumps made me feel as a kid, you know? Yes. Uh, yeah. Um also um slashers are probably like it's like my least favorite, but also my most favorite because it's so oversaturated and it can either be really, really bad good. or it can be really good, right? Um, 
And it sucks because you can't make a slasher um, based in like this time period. It's going to have to always be 90s and before because cell phones just ruin all fucking slashers. Um, unless you do the proper, popular trope where that cell phone is dead or something happened. That's what stranger, the strangers do. Right. Um, but um, I like the fact that they get you attached to these characters and they, I like how they didn't kill off the characters like slowly throughout the middle of the movie. I like how they build up this false uh, sense of security and you think they're all going to finally make it out of it and then they just kill the most likable characters. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think, you know, it does some things that I don't like, uh, but it happens in like most horror movies. Like I don't like how Josh didn't really have any reaction afterwards towards, or Dina really have any. About reaction. their friends dying. Yeah, is this- that's Willy's Wonderland with my complaint. Like she's like sorry, and then walks away, and she's completely like not yeah. thinking about it anymore. Right. I'd be bawling on the ground. And it, yeah, and it, it just sucks. I mean, because in a movie like Willy, Willy's Wonderland, it's like, fuck it, who cares? Like, who cares yeah. about those characters? But in this movie, you have us attached. You, you made us get attached to these characters. Yeah. And now when they die, I feel like I'm more impacted than the actual characters in the movies are impacted by uh, this death. Yeah. So, I, I don't know. It's kind of sad. But um, I'm but really, moved. really, really, really looking forward to 1978 and 1666 when those come out. Like, Next I week, cannot we, fucking wait until Friday. <laughs> yeah, I'm also really excited about it, too. I thought it was going to be too much overkill of being back-to-back-to-back weeks because it was supposed to be June, July, August, which I liked better because there's a lot of space where it wouldn't be too much. But this was so good that I don't even want to wait until Friday to see the the camp one, which I'm really looking forward to. The the one sixteen sixty six or whatever, with movies set back then, it's not, like, my favorite. I usually don't like... Uh, like them too much but i trust this uh uh yeah i feel like it won't all take place in 1666 because it has to like you know i feel like it has to conclude the first movie somehow like yeah i don't know but i, I mean i don't splash, care they just flashbacks yeah i'm just i'm so excited <laughs> i was worried. I'm so glad they do what's above i uh i was worried because I thought this review was going to go, me being biased because of R.L. Stein and you hating it because I, I didn't, like, I don't know. I don't think, I didn't know that you connect with Goosebumps uh, as I much know. as you do. Okay, see that, I, I didn't expect you to like this. You're going to be like, well, whatever. I mean, I, I say Goosebumps, but it's like any, like, I don't know, any child horror thing, like, are you afraid of the dark? Yeah. Haunting hour. I don't know. But, I really like this. I really hope they do something like this. I hope them doing this will help them realize that it's okay to make goosebumps geared towards adults and scary stories to tell in the dark more gear geared more towards adults to make it instead of making it too childish. Like we 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 want this. Like <laughs> it's fine. Back then, child horror was actually pretty scary to your age bracket, but not enough where you're going to be scarred. I mean, kids should not be watching this necessarily. It's R and right. it has sexual things or whatever, but it's it's a good in-between for, you know, late teens and, 
young adults. It's what I've always wanted. Like, I never thought I was going to get an adult Goosebumps, and they're still going to remake Goosebumps, but I was like, okay, I know the vibe of what they do. They always have projects like this. It was um, Goosebumps, then it was um, The Nightmare Room, then it was that Emily Osment movie. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah, I remember that. And then it was The Haunting Hour, and they all are good in their own ways, bad in their own ways, but they just didn't have enough adult vibe. It comes off, you know, insulting to an older person watching it. And okay. I did not feel insulted in this. I felt like this was real life with how they portrayed it and the characters. Yeah. I'm still upset that Kate and Simon are dead. <laughs> oh, man. It's so sad. That's so fucking sad. And usually, like, in scary stories, you remember, like, the goofball character? Yeah. He was so annoying and not funny. This guy, like, was cool. Yeah, I hate him. I hate him so much. <laughs> I think his name was like Augie. No, that's the that's a yeah. tall one. Whatever. Yeah, because they fight. Well, it's not great. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Okay. Uh, well, we both liked it. Uh, I guess that's the end of the podcast. If you heard any booms, I'm pretty sure both of us have fireworks in the background. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy out here Fucking right now. Trumpers. Yeah. But. Uh, Let's see. Well, it's time for a plug time. Uh, follow us on Twitter at spooky underscore. Nope. Spooky dookie underscore. Jeez. It's like, I got it. I wish that like we could buy the old, the other handles. So everything matches. It's so annoying. Instagram spooky underscore dookie underscore pod. Like us on Facebook. We are on TikTok, which is spooky underscore dookie underscore podcast. I believe. I think we actually got the name on that one. I think it's just spooky dookie podcast. Yeah. Okay. So that just that. We're on, we still have shirts on our big cartel. We're running out. We're running low. So get them while you can. I'll send you stickers as well. Uh, I think that's it before we get the plug. Yes. Okay. And this has been the Spooky Dookie Podcast. I'm Mike. And I'm Derek. Stay spooky. Stay dookie.